Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Moshe Dun Kestenbaum. Meseches Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. Today's daf is Kuftes, but we'd like to go back and share two aras from the bottom of Kufches Ahmed Beis. The Gemara says, B'Shas HaSakana, in a time where it was dangerous to learn Taira, Nispaksha Halacha Zu, they were seeking out this Halacha, the Shaila, where a Kitana who was married by her mother or brother went out from the first husband with a get, Umisheni B'Mion, and then she married someone else and went out with Mion, Ma'u Shetachsel can she go back to the first husband? Do we consider her a machzer grushasai? The Gemara says they hired somebody for 400 zuz, chaviva satayra, and to send somebody to go to Aser Bakiva, who was in prison at the time for teaching Taira, and Rakiva said it is Aser. And that's like we mentioned before, how we paskin, like the reason that Rava gave, because we're afraid that the first husband's going to try to get her to do mean to the second husband. However, the Gemara says that Rabbi Shmuel Berb Yossi holds that there was not the Shiloh that was asked, and Rabbi Shmuel Berb Yossi says it's Pasha, it's obvious that in such a case she is allowed to go back to her first husband, and he says it's a Kavachaymer, Leiser Kares Hitarta, Leiser Lav Lokoshakain, if Mian is able to take away an Isser Kares. It's able to take away an Isser of Ashes Ish. It frees up a married woman. So, Kavachaymer, it could free up an Isser of Alav, an Isser of Machser Grushasai. The way Rashi seems to explain the Gemara, the Kavachaymer, is that if Mian has the power to uproot the Kedushin to the second person, then certainly... It has the power to show us that she's just a katana whose kedushin is not a real kedushin and the get that she received from the first husband is not a real get to create her into the status of machzer grushasai. This lechaira is not a straight kavachaymer, a typical kavachaymer like the lashon of the Gemara, l'iser karasitar t'l'iser lav lokoshakein the mian is not what's being matir directly, the iser of the lav, the masagrushasai. What the Gemara means, according to Rashi, is simply if the mian has the power to uproot the kedushin of an ashes ish, certainly that should be good enough to show us that she's not really in, engaged in a real kedushin, and therefore the get from the first husband does not have the status of a masagrushasai. Tysus as well brings the Rivan that is troubled by the Gemara's Kavachomer. And Tysus offers a completely different shot in the Gemara, and it fits beautifully in the Lashon of the Gemara. What the Gemara means is as follows. If Mian has the power to uproot the marriage in Ashes Ish, and we know it uproots the marriage as if they were never married, Mimela there's Pashat, Kavachomer, there is no din of Mahsagrushasai anymore. The whole din of Mahsagrushasai is what? The man divorces his wife, and then she goes and marries somebody else. However, if she just is Mizana with somebody else, there's no more Isar of Mahsagrushasai. So Zakta Gemara, granted, she was divorced from the first husband. But in the second marriage, if Mian has the power to uproot the Kedushin, an ish, a status of Ashes Ish, that she's allowed to marry someone else, so certainly it uproots a status that she was never married in regards to the problem of Machsar Grushasai, because since she was never married, so Mamela falls off the Isser of Machsar Grushasai. Again, the only reason Rabbi Kiva Aser is because Lachaira of the Gezeira, that were afraid that he's going to try to get back his wife, but in such a case, there's no din, there's no reason why we should ask her because of machzer, typical machzer grushasai. And Frek the Birkas Avram, what's the Pshad in Rashi? Why does Rashi not explain the Gemara like Taisvis, 
a very simple pshat, that since the mean uproots the second marriage retroactively, it's as if they were never married, and therefore there's no problem of a machzagushasai anymore. So Zaktaberchas Avram, once again, we could say this is Tali in the Chakira we've had a few times already between the Pshat of the Karach, Reb Chaim, that Mian is an Akira, Mikanala Ba versus the Stipler's Pshat, that it's a Gloy Muslim Afreya, it's revealed to us that they, 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 they really were never married in the first place. So Zakta Bercha Savra, according to the Mahalich of the Stipler, that it's a Gloy Muslim Afreya, so then it's Pasha that Tysus is correct, that there should be no issue of Masagushasai because it turns out they really were never married at all. It was a mistake. We thought they were married. Once she does mean, that it's like a broken snai. That tells us they really were never married in the first place. However, according to the Mahalach of Reb Chaim, that they were married. However, comes the mean now and has the power to uproot the Kedushin retroactively. So one could taina a chiddush that even though the mian uproots the kedushin retroactively and there's no more iser korva, there's no more iser of marrying the relatives, that only is legabe being aiker the halachos of the marriage that took place because now we treat it like they were never married. However, the din of machzagushasai one could say the derechidush. One could say that if she lived with somebody else as husband and wife, at that point, it's chal, a din of iser of masagushasai, and even if later on, the kedushin is uprooted retroactively, it doesn't deny the fact that in the history, in the history books, there was a point where they were married, derech ishanisha, and since she lived with a man, derech ishas, even though now we're uprooting the halachas of Kedushim, but since they still live together, Derech Ishas, it doesn't undo the Mitzias, it doesn't undo the past. So we could taina that there's still an Isser of Machser Grushasai that applies, and that would explain why Rashi and the Rivan did not learn the Gemara like Taisis. What does Taisis hold? So either Taisis could hold like the Mahalich of the Stipler, that it's a Gloy Muslim Afreya, or Taisus could hold like the Mahalich of Reb Chaim, but certainly one could argue that even if the Akira is Mikan Alabalam Afreya, we could still say that since Lamafreya we uprooted the Kedushin, the Isser of Machsugushasai falls off, and the fact that in the history they lived together, Bederach Ishas, it doesn't make a difference if right now, where Iker, the all the dinim, all the halachas, as if they were never married. Going further, the Gemara continues that Rabbi Shmuel bar Yossi says, L'shitasai, that it was a different shaila that was presented to Rabbi Kiva, and the shaila was, what happens if a girl is married to Eshes Achi Imai, a girl is married to his mother's brother, which is only a shnia. it's only Nisr Durabanan, because Midaraisa, it's only Asr if a woman is married to his father's brother, not his mother's brother. And then, then his uncle, his mother brother died, and then she subsequently married Achiv Me'aviv, subsequently she married his brother from his father, Umes, and then he, and he died. And now she's falling in front of him for Yibam. But the problem is that she carries an Erva Durabanan because she is Eshes Achi Imai, because she was married to his mother's brother. And the question is, Hashta, can she do me and now on the original Kedushin, the original married, original marriage to his uncle? In order that he should be able to do Yibam. Yesh mi'an lachar misa b'makom mitzvah elai. The Gemara presents the Shaila as whether you could do mi'an after misa in the place of a mitzvah. In a place, in order that he should be able to do Yibam.
Taisvis and Rashi both point out that we dafka ask this Shaila by a Eshes Achi Imite by a Shnia Inisar Durabanan. However, in a case where it would be an Erva Daraisa, then it's Pashat that it would be Asr to do Yibam. Mion would not help altogether because we already said earlier on Kavzayin Amabes that Miyana biyavam asur laviv, if she does Miyana to the Yavam, she is still asur to marry the father, because she looks bishasafila kikalasai, she looks like an erva. And that's why Gemara asked the Shaila, dafka by Ashniya durabanan, perhaps over here, the makai mitzvah, over here will be Mako, and we will not be geyser on Ashniya durabanan. And the Gemara says, following, that they asked her by Kiva in the Beis HaSurim, and her Kiva said, it's Aser. And the Pasha Pshat in the Gemara, and this Pshat is a Pshat that the Ramban, Rashba, Ridva all quote in the name of the Rif, is that the Gemara is saying that Enachinami, just like by Arias Daraisa, we've already established they would make a gzera that b'shasnafila it looks like an erva and therefore mian does not help to be aiker the kedushin. So too, even by shniyos, even by rayas derabanan, we also make the same gzera that it looks like an erva, and the rabbanan were not more lenient by isurim derabanan. That is the pashup shah and the gemara, and that's what the rishonim quote. B'shem Arif. But if we actually take a look at the Rif in the back on Lamed Zayin, Amad Aleph, and Dafi Arif, the gears that we have in the Rif is that the Shiloh was not about doing Yibam to the actual girl, to the Eshes Achi Imo, but the question was, what about doing Yibam to the Tzara? Would Mian help to, to allow the Tzara to do Yibam. And the Gemara comes out that it's Asr. And the Rif explains that even though Mian can help after Misa in other cases, like the Gemara said earlier, according to Ula, which we paskin like, Mamenes Aplazikasai, that's only where there's no issue of Arias. But over here, where she is an erva, although an erva, the rabbanan, there the rabbanan would ask her that mian does not help, because as the riff explains, if we allow the tsara of the shnia to do yibam after the shnia does mian, then people are going to go ahead and do the same thing in a case of tsaras bitai, the tsara of an erva daraisa. And like we said, we don't allow an erva to do mian in order to permit the tsara because it looks like a regular case of tsaras erva. The tremendous problem with this riff is that the riff himself, in Dafia Rif, Daladam and Bez, Paskins, that there's no din tsaras erva on a shnia. A shnia, an erva derabanan. The riff writes, the halacha is the tzara is aichai latzes, aimis She is allowed to do yibam. So what is the pshat in the riff over here? That we have a shayla, whether she could do mian in order to permit the tzara. And the riff says, we paskin it's aser, because otherwise they're going to come to be matir tzaras bitai, which is not matir after mian. But the problem is that by a tsara of a shnia, there's no need for mian altogether, because there's no din tsaras erva on a shnia, as the riff himself says. So how could the the riff paskin over here that she is asar after mian, even without mian altogether, there should be no problem of tsaras erva since she is only a erva derabanan of a shnia. This question. You also find in Rikiv Eger, 
in Evan Ezer Kufayin Gimel, where he asks on the Beis Shmuel there that says that Sarah is not able to do Yiba as well in the Gra over there in Kufayin Gimel Ice Chaf, who asks on the Bach that understands the Shita of the tour that the Tzara is Aser in Yibam. And the Gra asks that the Torah himself in the beginning of Kofi and Dawid, and as well, this is a Psak of the Shulchan Arach, that the Tzara of Ashnia is Mutter in Yibam. Oichai Latzes, Oimis So how could the Bach understand in the Shita of the Torah that we're going to Aser the Tzara in Yibam? A real Tzarech Ian over here. This is all, this Mahalich we've presented right now, the riff, or the way the Rishayna bring the riff, is that the reason why over here, Mian does not help to permit the Eshes Achi Imai is because it looks like an Erva, or the riff is Girsa, it looks like it's Saras Erva, and therefore, he is not able to do Yivam. However, there's a completely different Mahalich in this Gemara, that the Ramban, Rashban, Ritva, all learn the Gemara this way. And they explain that this has nothing to do with the fact that it's a Erva, or is it Saras Erva, but rather, paraphrasing the Lashon of the Gemara, Ein mian la'achar misa. That you can't do mian after misa. That after the first husband dies, there's no makom for mian anymore. And the Rishonim say that I, we said earlier, on Kuf Zayin on the base, that Ula holds ma'menes apu zikasai, that Ula holds you could do mian even for zika, even after the husband dies. But Zakhtar Rishayinim, that's only over there because she fell to Yibam. So since there's still a connection to the first husband that died, because there is Zika, so Mimela over there, she could still do Mian. She could still say she doesn't want the original marriage. However, over here in our Gemara, we're talking about where after her first husband died, she already has married Achiv me Aviv, she has already married this person's brother. She's no longer in a matziv of Zika. So over here, Mian is not going to work. Mian can no longer work if there's no longer any Zika. And that's the way they explain the Gemara. So nothing to do with the fact that it's an erva, even without the issue of erva. The reason why Mian cannot be done is because Mian cannot work after Misa in a place where there's no Zika. And this Lachara, as Rishayim point out over here, is the way the Rambam could explain our Gemara. Because the Rambam Paskins, we brought this earlier, that the Rambam Paskins, that when a lady does Yivam to the Yavam, the Isser of Arias, Isser of relatives, only applies to the father. When the Gemara says it looks like Kalasai, it only applies Dafga to a father, because it looks like Kalasai. But other relatives, the Raman Paskins, we were not Machmer on, other relatives she is allowed to marry. And the question is, that that seems to go against our Gemara, the way the Rift learned our Gemara. The issue over here of looking like an erva, is applying to a case of Eshes Achi Imai, the wife of his mother's brother, which is not a case of Aviv, not a case of a father. So how could the Raman Paskin that the Isser only applies, the Isser that it looks like Arias, only applies to a Kalasai, to a daughter-in-law, and not to other and not to other Arias? And the Rishayim point out that no, according to this Mahalech, there's no question altogether. Because the Gemara over here, the reason why Mian does not work is nothing to do with the problem 
of Arias. The issue over here is because of Ein Achar Misa. That once there's no longer a marriage and no longer a Zika, Mion cannot be effective, Mion cannot work. Lechora, according to these Rishayim, we have to say that they held that Shnia in Isser Darabanan, there's no issue at all of Arayas. There's no issue that it looks like an erva, because otherwise, even without the din, without this svara of Amyan Achramisa, anyways, the mian would not help. And that's why the Gemara specifically asked the Shaila by Esha Sachi Imai, which is a Shnia, where we don't have the problem of the fact that it looks like an erva. The Gemara wants to know over there, could Mian help? by being Iker the Kedushin. And the Gemara says no. The Gemara holds its Asr because Amian Lachar Misa, that you can't do Mian when there's no longer any Zika. What is the Svara for these Rishayim that you can't do Mian unless there is still Zika around? So it's Mashma, if you take a look at the Ramban over here and earlier on Kavzainam and Beis, that Ula holds that even though the husband died already, as long as there is Zika, he could, she could say, I did, I don't want the original marriage because the original marriage is causing me to have to be Zakuk, to have to be tied to, to his brother. So that's enough, enough of a man that she says she doesn't want the Kedushin because the Kedushin is tying her down to, to the brother. However, in our case, where there's no issue at all with the original Kedushin, not to the first husband, and there's no Zika over here that she wants to get out of, that's tying her down. It's only after she marries someone else, she marries this person's brother, who wants to do Yibam to her, and there's a Erva, there's a Shniya, Aveshas Achimimimo, so then she wants to do me in order to allow Yibam, in such a case, since there was never a problem with the marriage or the marriage causing a zika, it's only later on just a way to be able to permit her to do yiba. Therefore, you're not going to be able to do mian according to these rishayim. I was thinking that according to the Mahalach of Reb Chaim, that mian is mikana la balamafreya. So then we could have said a different shot, different reason why a mian acharmisa. Because Mikanala Balama Freya only can work if there's something here now. If there's something here to be Iker. However, if there's no marriage anymore and there's no Zika, which is a leftover, which is an extension of the original marriage, there's nothing here to be Iker. So since there's nothing here to be Iker, it's not Shaykh Mion. Only according to the Mahalik of the Stipler that it's a Gloy Muslim Afreya, that it's revealing to us they were never married in the first place, because the marriage is like a, a built on a Tanai, so then it's Shaykh to say that you could do me an Achar Misa. And the Chorah, from the fact that we've shown him, don't write along the lines like we just mentioned, like Rav Chaim, they only write because there's nothing that she's really protesting against the marriage, because it's not the marriage itself, that caused her any problems, not to the first husband, not for the Zika. So in fact, they give that reason, smashma shtikl, not like Reb Chaim's Mahalich. We have to point out that the Pashas is that the Rif that learns this Gemara, because it looks like a Erva, or Tsaris Erva, Lachara, it's Muchach, that the Rif does not hold like these Rishayim, that hold misa, that it's impossible to do misa if there's no zika. The rift must hold that it's even shaykh to do mian in a place where there's no zika. That's the pashtas, however, the Amshal Shlomo over here in Simon Yudbeis, Tainas, that really the rift agrees to this svara. The Yamshal Shlomo says this svara on his own, that the rift agrees to this svara that you can't do mian where there's no zika. And the reason why the rift gives a reason that it looks like it's saras erva is the rift is coming to teach us 
In another case, where there, it, where it's shayich mian, for example, the first husband, the achi imai, his mother's brother, had a brother, and after he died, she fell in front of him for yibam, and she did mian to him, and only afterwards she married this person's achiv minaav. So in such a case, since the mian was done in a place of zika, the mian works, and nonetheless, according to the svar of the rif, he would not be able to do yibam to her because it looks like the tsara of an erva. To me, it's very hard to understand this yamshel shlomo because the mice of the rift doesn't talk about this case. The rift goes on our gemara in a case where she only did mian after she married his brother, and there's no zika right now. So how could the rift give the reason of the fact that it looks like it's saras erva if bechlal the mian is not chal at all? The mian does not work at all. Tzarech Ian, the Yamshel Shlaima. We will go forward now to Dav Kuftes. We'll begin with the Mishnah on the bottom of Kufches Amid Beis. The Mishnah says, Amagarish is a Isha, someone divorces a lady, Vechzira, and then he returns her, Muteris Liyavam. If the husband dies, she is Muteris for Yivam. However, Going to the top of Kuftas, the Rabbi Elazar Iser, Rabbi Elazar Asers, and the Gemara brings a Brisa that according to Belazar she's Aser in Yibam, but she still does require Chalitza. And then the Gemara has a lengthy discussion as to what the reason for Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar is. And the first Pshat is the Pshat of Abai, that Abai says Rabbi Elazar is Mesupik, in a Shiloh, whether Misa Mapeles or Nisuan Harishainim Mapilim. Is it the Misa that causes, that brings her into Yibam? Or is it the original marriage that brings her into Yibam? If it's the Misa that causes a lady to, to miss Yabim, so then she be Muteris in Yibam because at the time her husband dies, she has a regular marriage. However, if it's the original Kedushin that brings her to Yibam, so over here, at the time she was married the first time around, he divorced her, so she becomes a Grusha. She's a Grusha's Achiv. And then, once she has the status of Grusha's Achiv, even though he took her back as a wife, nonetheless, she's still Aser in Yibam. This Gemara needs further clarification. The typical example, the typical case where we apply the concept of Nisuan Arishayna Mapilim is the Gemara earlier on Yud Gimel that a man, let's say, is married to two women and one of the women is an erva to the potential Yavam, to his brother, and the other one is not an erva, and he divorces the erva, and afterwards he passes away. So according to the opinion that holds that Misa Mapeles, we only look at the time of the Misa, the Misa is what brings her to Yibam. So at the time of Misa, she was no longer a Tsaras erva, and therefore the brother is able to do Yibam to the remaining wife, However, according to the opinion that holds, Nisu and Harishayna Mapilim, so since while they were still married, she was a Tsaras Erva, only afterwards he divorced her and then he passed away. But since that original marriage, she was a Tsaras Erva at one point, so she retains the problem of Tsaras Erva even after the Erva was divorced and he passes away. That case, we could easily understand the concept of Nisuin Harishayna Mapilim. Why? Because the Pashib Shat is that according to this opinion, we look at the marriage. And it's the marriage that brings the woman to Yibam. And since this marriage was a marriage of a Tsaras Erva, 
So such a marriage cannot bring her to a matzav of Yibam. However, Frech the Berches Avram, earlier on Dafyid Gimel, Frech the Berches Avram, that over here, the first, when is she falling to Yibam? She's falling to Yibam from the second time that he married her. He married her, divorced her, and married her again. So the Kayach of Yibam is coming from the second marriage. In the second marriage, there is no problem altogether. Time he marries her, it's irregular. It returns to the status of Eshe Sachif. The problem was only at the time when he divorced her at the end of the first marriage. So why does that cause a problem for the Yibam, even according to the opinion that holds, Nisuan Arishayinam Apilim, because it's not this marriage that's coming to Yibam. It's the second time when he marries her that brings her to Yibam. So there should be no problem. So what's the pshat in our Gemara? Because of this question, the Birchas Avram offers a, a different understanding in this Machlaikas, whether Nisuan Arishayinam Apilim or it's Misa Mapalas. The Pashup Shah is like we explained that the Shaila is do, do we look at the marriage as the Gairim, as the cause for the Yibam? And that marriage has to be clean of any issues in the, in the Zika, any issues in the relationship. Or do we say Misa Mapeles, that we only look at the time of Misa, that's what's bringing her to Yibam? And if at the time of Misa she's fit for Yibam, so then it doesn't make a difference if in the past, during the time of their Nesuin, there was an issue with the relationship. However, the Birchaz Avram offers a different shot. The Shaila, the Machlaikis is, how does the Heter of Eshes Ach come about in Yibam? The Torah says, one of the Arias of the Torah is Eshes Achiv, comes along the Torah and says, B'makom Yibam, as we know, there's a mitzvah to do Yibam, and it overrides, there's no issue of the Isser Eshesach. But the question is, how exactly that works? The Pashib Shat, and that's the opinion of Misa Mapeles, is that it's Xeris HaKasav, when the husband dies in a matzav that's Aime, that's Rai for Yibam, when the husband dies, the Ashes, the Isser Ashesach falls off. At the time of Misa, the Isser Ashesach falls off. So according to that opinion, there's no problem in the case of our Mishnah where he marries her back, because right now, when he marries her back, at this point he dies, the Isser Ashesach falls off. The same thing like the case on Dafyid Gimel, where the Erva was divorced. Since at the time of Misa, the Eshesach falls off, here's the Yibam, there's no problem. However, the opinion of Nisum or Yishayna Mapilam holds, it's not the Pshat at the time of Misa, the Eshesach becomes Mutter. The Pshat is that at the time they're married, there's never really a full-fledged Isser Eshesach. There's always a built-in Hatter that this lady has, that if she falls to Yibam, the Eishas Ach is not going to be Aser. So it's not the Pshat that there's a new Heter at the time the husband dies, but rather at the time while they're still married, we look at the Eishas Ach as an Eishas Ach with a built-in Heter that's permissible, B'makom Yibam. So Zakteberch Avram, since at the time he divorced her, he put her, in a matziv of Eishas Ach, which is not Rai for Yibam, because she's no longer married. So, Mimela, this is an Isser Eishas Ach, that's Chal completely, an Eishas Ach that has no Heter Yibam built into it. So, Mimela, according to this opinion, she is going to be Aser, even after he marries her back and passes away. It doesn't help, because she already had an Isser Eishas Ach on her, an Eishas Ach, an Isra Eishas Ach, that didn't have in it a Heter Yibam. Mashenkin, again, according to the opinion that holds, Misa Mapeles, the death is what's Matir, the Eishas Ach, completely. So we don't care about the fact that the Eishas Ach, the Isra Eishas Ach before, was fit for Yibam, was not fit for Yibam. 
the din of Hatter comes completely at the time of Misa, and Mamela, we don't care that she once was a Grushas Achip. And the same way, we have the Machlekes earlier on Dafid Gimel, when the Erba was divorced, and then afterwards the husband dies, is there a problem anymore of Tsaras Erba? According to the opinion that holds Misa Mapeles, there's no problem, because the time of Misa, it's Mater the Isereisha Sach. However, according to Mandamar Ahold, Yisuan Arishayna Mapilim, since at the time the husband was still married to the Erva, the Tsara was in a Matzav of Isereisha Sach that didn't have a Heter Yibam in, built into it. So Mamela, she's Asar forever, even though later she is no longer a Tsaras Erva. A very similar Mahalech to the Berchas Avram is found in the Imre Maisha in Simen Tesvav. There is really so much to discuss in this Sugya of Nisona Rishayna Mapilim, much of which goes back to the Gemara's earlier on Daf Yud Gimel, on Daf Lamed. But just to share with you one well-discussed Shaila, well-discussed question on the Sugya, the Achreinim asked the following Shiloh, the following Kasha. We know the Halacha is that if a person had children, but then, but they passed away, and then afterwards he dies, the Halacha is that his wife falls to Yibam. We look at the time of Misa, whether he had children or not. So even if he had children, but they died, there's still a mitzvah of Yibam. So, according to the Mandam or the Hodzisun, why should there be a mitzvah of Yibam? At the time he had a child, while they were still married, there was no mitzvah of Yibam. And we've said that according to the Mandam or the Hodzisun, that if there's a problem, if there's a ma'akeb, if there's something that would not allow, would not cause Yibam, so then, she is Aser in Yibam forever. So, Memela should be a problem. Since he had a child, while they were still married, earlier on, so that should be a problem, that she should be Aser forever, even after the child passed away. So what is the Pshat in the Sugya? The Teres Achara is Pasha, and we'll say over the Arach, the Mahalech of Rabbi Ochanan, and Kaivetz Aras, Simon Vav, that the din of Nisuna Rishayim Apilim is not that right now there's a mitzvah, there's a din of Yibam. Certainly the mitzvah of Yibam only begins once the brother, once the husband passes away. But rather the din of Nisuna Rishayim Apilim is a pshat that it's the marriage that creates the zika that's creating the relationship between the her, the lady, and the future Yava. And we already take into account the Din Zika already while they're still married. But the actual Nefilah, the actual mitzvah of Yibam, certainly only begins once the husband passes away. So Mimela, when there's a problem of Erva, or Tsaris Erva, which is a problem in the Zika. It says that there cannot be a connection between this woman and the Yavam. So Mamela, we have to deal with that problem already while the husband's still alive, according to Mandarmanhodzisunarishainim However, the fact that Yeshle Banim, the fact that he has kids, that's not a dimbachlau in the Zika. That's a halacha of when there is a mitzvah of Yibam. There's only a mitzvah of Yibam if there are no children at the time of Misa. If there are children at the time of Misa, then there is no mitzvah of Yibam. But that is not relevant to us while the husband is still alive, whether it's yesh le'badim or not. That's only a din b'chlau on whether there's a mitzvah of Yibam at the time of Misa. So therefore there's no issue, even according to Manda Amar, of Nisun Rishayim Apilim, of the fact that at one point he had children. The same way no one would ask a question, 
that how could you say Nisun Rishayinim Apilim? I, while the husband's alive, there can't be a mitzvah of Yiba because right now she's an Ashesis, right now she's married. The answer is Pashat because this is a lady that's Aymet Omerisli Yibam. If there'll be a mitzvah of Yibam when the husband dies, she'll be Aymerisli Yibam. So there's no problem, there's no chesaron in the Zika. So too, the fact that she has a child now is also not an issue by us, as long because right now there's no mitzvah of Yibam, it's only judged, it's only judged by the time of Misa. So Mamela, this lady also is right for the mitzvah of Yibam, if the husband dies without children. And this makes sense, even according to the Mahalich of the Berch of Savram, and Imre Maisha, because this Eishas Ach is considered an Eishas Ach, Sheyesh Laheter, because it's not a problem, not a chesaron in the, in the lady, in the Isha, in the Zika, it's only a Shaila of whether the, there's a, a mitzvah or not of Yiba, and that's only judged, that's only decided by the time of, of the Misa. In the last case of the Mishnah, there's a very interesting discussion. The last case of the Mishnah, it says, Kitana Aviya Kitana that her father gave over even into Nisuin. Vineskarsha, and she got divorced. she has a lacha of an orphan in the life of her father. She has a dinam of Yasaima, Vechzira, and if she goes back to the husband, Divrakal, Asur liyavam, everyone agrees she'd be asur to the yavam. And the reason being that her first kedushin that went through her father was kedushin daraisa, and she was divorced from that. So now it's grushas achiv. And going back to the husband is only kedushin darabanan, because she is no longer in the father's rishos to marry her off. And Therefore, it's not going to help to permit her for Yibam. And Rashi writes, how was this Kitana, how was she divorced from the first marriage after Nisuin? Rashi writes, Kibel Avia Gita. Her father accepted her get. And we see from Rashi, like the Achronim discussed, the Rashi holds even a girl who was given over by her father in Nisuin, the father still has the power, still has the ability to accept her get. And this is well what seems to be what Rashi holds in Sanhedrin on Nunheim Abayz and later on in Sanhedrin on Samachtes Amun Aleph where Rashi writes in the case of a girl who's three years old who is able to be miskadeshes. Bibia in Yibam. So Rashi writes that her father could accept a get for her. And this is a case of Yibam, which is a full-fledged marriage like Nisuin. And yet Rashi writes that the father is able to accept the get. And the problem is that it seems to be a big stira in Rashi's, as the Bach over here in Ais Aleph asks, that Rashi in Ksubis on the Mishnah on Memvavim Abayz, Rashi writes over there that after Nisuin, the father is not able to accept the get, because after Nisuin, he has no Rishos, he has no power over her. And this as well, where Rashi writes in Kedushin on Memgimel Amabez. So we have a big stira in Rashi's as to whether a father who gave over his daughter in Nisuin is able to accept a get on her behalf. Rabbi Kivager as well over here in the Gilean Ashas is mitzayin, these different Rashis that contradict each other. So what's a pshat? What is Shitas Rashi? The Shara Melech and Hilchas Gershim, Perak Beis, Halacha Yidches, brings down the Marami Padava and Simon Tesvav. Many Achreinim bring down this Marami Padava who answers that there's a difference between a katana and a nara. He explains that Rashi in Subis, Amen Bavim and Beis, 
when he says a father is not able to accept a get for his daughter after Nisuin, is talking about when she's a Naira. When she's a Naira, she has her own yat. There, her father is not able to accept a get after she already was given over to Nisuin. However, Rashi over here in our Mishnah, as well as the Rashis in other places where Rashi writes the father could accept the get, are clearly talking about cases of a kitana, like our Mishnah. And there, Rashi holds by a kitana, her father is able to accept her get. Fascinatingly enough, this Shaila, where the father could accept a get for his daughter was a kitana after Nisuin, is actually Suffolk. Taisus clears the Shaila in Kedushin on Daf Yudam Aleph, Dibra Maschel Umakabo, and Taisus brings Rabbeinu Yitzchak, who, who held that after Nisuin, the father is not able to accept the get, like Rashi and Ksubis that we brought, and he brings a Raya from Yerushalmi. The truth of the matter is that this Shita of Rashi over here is very difficult to understand. Why would a father be able to accept the get after Nisuin? Once there's Nisuin, she goes out of the Rishus of her father. So it's really hard to understand what Taisa Suffolk is in the first place, and certainly hard to understand Rashi Shita over here, that a father is still able to accept the get after Nisuin. And Baruch Hashem, I saw the Berchus Avram in Kedushin over there in Dafyut is bothered by this question, that what's it sad to say the father could accept the get after he gave her over to Nisuin? And he suggests the possible Svara, that since the get is coming to permit the Kedushin that the father gave her over in, so part of the gather, part of the power of a father giving over his daughter in Kedushin, built in there is that he has the power to receive the get, even though for other halachas, the father does not have control over his daughter. But Lamaisa, he says it's, it's Tzarech Ian really. One final ara on Rashi over here is we could ask, even if Rashi holds that the father is able to accept the get after he gave over his daughter in Nisuin, but what forced Rashi to say that the father accepted the get versus explaining or at least adding that also the girl herself could have accepted the get. Now, can a regular Kitana who's, let's say, divorced from Arison accept the get or only her father could accept the get? So it's really a stira in the very same Rashi in Kedushan Amem Gimel Amem Beis. Rashi Dibra Maschal He. And Tysus over there writes that Rashi changed his mind. Rashi originally held that by a katana, only the father could accept the get, not the katana. And then Rashi changed his mind and held that a katana could also accept the get. So Lachaira, it's Tzarech Ian, according to what Tysus says is Rashi's final shita, that a katana could also accept the get. And that's a katana who's being divorced from Arison. So certainly then a katana in our case who's being divorced from Nisuin would be able to accept her own get. So why Rashi does why does Rashi Dafka say that the father accepted the get? Unless we would say that Rashi over here is going like Rashi's first Hava his Havamina, his first Shita, that Rashi held that a katana from Arison only the father could accept the get. And we would say a Chiddush, that according to Rashi over here, even a katana from Nisuin, only the father could accept the get, and not, and not the girl herself. We're going to now move forward to the bottom of Kuftas Amun Aleph with the Mishnah. One of the cases in the Mishnah which we have a Machlaikis, Rugamliel, and Rebeliezer, is a case of two sisters. One sister is a Gedaila and married in a regular Kedushin, Daraisa. 
and her younger sister is a Ketana, who is only married, Mira Banan. She was married, let's say, by her mother or brother. And the husband of the Gedayla dies. And now this Gedayla, the older sister, falls in front of the brother of her husband, who is married to her younger sister in Kedushin Durabana. Hence, she is an Achos Isha Mirabana. So therefore we have a problem of Yibam. On the other hand, she's not an Erva Daraisa, so she would definitely require Chalitza. So it's a question as to what to do L'Charchila. Rebbe Liezer holds Melamdim es HaKitana Shetimayimbo. We teach the Kitana to do Mian. As the Gemara explains, even though normally we frown, we do not encourage Mian, over here for B'makai Mitzvah, we encourage her to do mian. Why? Because if she does mian, if the katana does mian, it uproots the kedushin retroactively as if she was never married. Memela, the sister, is no longer considered an achos isha, and therefore the brother is able to do yibam. However, Ragamliel says, no, we do not encourage her to do mian. Rashi explains, like the Gemara later on, Yisrachik Adam Minamiunim, that we distance from Mian because maybe she'll regret that she did Mian when she gets older. And therefore, Gamliel holds, we do not encourage her to do Mian, even B'makom Mitzvah. And if she does Mian, she does it. And if not, she waits till she gets older. And when she gets older, when she becomes Bas Mitzvah, her sister, the one who fell to Yibam, will go out because of Achais, Isha, and Emir Tzashem will discuss later the Shita of Regamliya. Now, according to Beliezer, holds that we encourage you to do Mian, Taisvis earlier on Chavtesa Meralef, Dibra Maschal I, asks an obvious Kasha, how could Mian help over here? We learned earlier in the Gemara and Kuf Zayin on the base that even according to Ula that holds Mamenes Af Lizikasai, Mian does not work for the Yavam to uproot the Kedushin of the Erva in order to Yimata the Tsaras Erva because Bishas Nafila she looked like a Tsara of an Erva. Bishas Nafila Niris Kitsaras Bitai, like the Gemara said earlier. So the question is, the same thing should apply over here. At the time the Yavama, the sister, fell, she appears to be a erva. Now, later, when her younger sister does mian, now it takes away the problem of erva, but it should be too late. It shouldn't help, because Bishas Nafila, she looked like an erva, just like we had the problem earlier, that Bishas Nafila, she looked like a Tsaras erva. So what's the chiluk between the case before? And Tysus over there gives an obvious teretz. We will explain it with a little addition as follows. We learned in the Mishnah before on Kufches and Aleph on the bottom that if the girl does mion while her husband is alive, so then there's no more iser kraivim, there's no more iser of relatives because the Kedushin is uprooted, Lema So we see clearly, when Mian is done, while her husband is alive, then people realize that it's uprooted retroactively. It's only an issue when the Mian is done, after her husband passes away, then it's a problem that it looks like a Tzara. There, it's not as clear to people that Mian could help, to uproot the Kedushin, Lema So Memela, it's Pasha, we could say over here, that granted this Erva, this Achasisha fell, to Yiba, but her sister, her younger sister, is still married to the remaining brother, and she's doing Mian in his lifetime. So there, we assume that people understand that Mian works Lema works retroactively. Memela, people will understand that her older sister 
is no longer an erva anymore, and retroactively she is no longer considered erva, and therefore she could fall to Yibam. Memela, we don't say the Gzeira, that she looks like an erva. One more Ha'ara over here in the Shita of Rebbe Liezer. The Gemara asks on Rebbe Liezer from that which Barkapara taught, that a person should always cling to three things and distance himself from three things. He should cling to three things, to Chalitza, Haval Shalom, making peace, Hafaris Nadar, and he should distance from three things, Mian, Pekdainais, and Arvainais. So how could Rebeliezer encourage Mian of Ektana if Bar Kapara taught that one is supposed to stay away from Mian? And the Gemara answers, Mian de Mitzvah Shani. Mian for the purpose of Mitzvah is different. And like Rashi explains in the Mishnah, that we encourage Mian over here because we want to allow the sister to be able to have Yibam. So the Marsha asks an obvious question, that not only did Barakapara say to stay away from Mian, he also said one should encourage Chalitza rather than do Yibam, like the Gemara brings on the bottom of the Amud, that Abishal says that someone who has in mind for ulterior motives in Yibam, not to perform Chesed for his deceased brother, it's Kilo Pogea Be'erva, the Taira only was matir, the erva of Eshes Achiv, for a mitzvah, l'shem shemayim, of Yibam. So, Frechter Masha, how could the Gemara ask a kasha from Barakapara on Rebbe Eliezer from Mian? Apparently, Rebbe Eliezer does not hold like Barakapara's memra, because he clearly argues with Barakapara in regards to Chalitza. Rebbe Eliezer holds you do Mian in order to allow Yibam. So, the Masha answers that the Gemara is not bothered by the fact that he argues with Bar Kapara's Memra in regards to doing Chalitza, because that is a Machlaikis Tanaim on Lamites Amabez between Abishal and the Rabbanan. According to the Rabbanan, it is a mitzvah to do Yibam over Chalitza, and therefore Rebeliezer argues with Bar Kapara's Memra. The Gemara is only bothered by the fact that Barakapara said that you should distance from Mian that we do not find anyone arguing with. And therefore, it's not Mistavra. Rebeliezer argues on that part of the Memra. And that's why the Gemara has to answer, Mian de Mitzvah is Shani is different. One final Ara for, for now, for today's Shir. Abishol said, it's close in my eyes that the child is like a mamzer. And I believe we can understand this Abba Shal from an incredible Zayar. I don't learn Zayar, but I once was Zaycha to chance upon this Zayar in Parshas Vayetse. In the, the, the new Zayars that have, uh, the Parish Masak Midvash, it's on page Tuf Ayin Beis. And the Zayar writes how our Maisim, our actions, our Tali, are in our Hirurim, our Tali in our thoughts. And he brings down Yibam as an example that when the person does Yibam, he has to have in mind that he's doing it l'shem his brother, that the child should be al shame his brother. The Chinuch writes in the mitzvah of Yibam, mitzvah tough kuf tzadi ches, that the ma'isim taivim, the good deeds of a child, are a schus for his father, and the purpose of Yibam is that the child from the Yavam, his chusim go, not to the biological father, but to the brother that passed away. That's where the schusim go to. It's considered like he's a child of the deceased brother. And this is what he has to have in mind, Zakta Zayar, when he does Yibam. And the Zayar expounds over there on the concept of the importance of hearer, of what a person's thinking. 
and he brings in the in the page before that this is what happened with Reuven and Yosef. When Yaakov married Leah, he really thought that he was marrying Rachel. And Zakta Zayar, that his machshava, that Yaakov Avinu's machshava on Rachel had power and came to fruition later on, that when Yosef later, later on was Zaycheh to the Bechaira, he was Zaycheh to the double portion of Menashe and Ephraim, and it was taken away from Ruvain, that really, in the Olam HaMachshava, Yosef HaTzadik was the Bechar, because Yaakov Avinu's mind, his intention, was to be taking Rachel, not Leah. And that's the Chaira, the understanding of Abishal, that if his mind is not L'Shem Mitzvah, that he's doing it for his brother, then he's doing it for himself. And Mimela, it's a erva of Eshas Achiv. And in the Eilam HaMachshava, Zakta Abishal, that Hashkafigli, the child is Karai Vliyais, Havlad Mamzer. This is a Mayurdika lesson to us, the power of our thoughts, the importance of our thoughts, and not everything is just by what we're doing, but what we're thinking about and the kavanahs that we put in to our ma'isim. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.